And we do appreciate you listening to the podcast. And one of our fine sponsors who brings this to you is DFW Fast Pitch, the group of fast pitch enthusiasts that have been a parent, coach, tournament director, national recreation director for years in the DFW market. Our purpose is to promote the game of fast pitch by raising and maintaining a high level awareness by posting information about local fast pitch activities while including regional and national stories of interest to the DFW fast pitch community. Additionally, we intend to employ our experience to aid the local fast pitch community in an effort to raise the level of the game in DFW. Part of that effort will include running the highest quality tournaments and events. Our website is the new one at dfwsoftball.com. Hello, everybody. This is podcast number two produced by Friday Night Glory, and we have a new name for this podcast now. It's called the Chocolate Bear and the Goss DFW Softball Podcast. Yeah, I know. The Chocolate Bear is going to get a living Thanks, infamy. Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> but my significant other thought it'd be great to have, so we'll have it going the rest of the way. Now, and I like sounds your... like a Sean Nickelodeon. <laughs> Yeah, my grandson's going to probably want to listen to it now, seeing a chocolate pair as the heading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to introduce my sidekick here, Brian Gossett with the Fort Worth Star-Telegram DFW Varsity. How you doing, Brian? Uh, I'm doing all right, except as all this rain is, is messing up the softball playoffs, so it better stop raining. No kidding, man. I about had enough of it. We'll be begging for it in June and July, but, man, we've had enough of it here the last four to five weeks, man. Let me tell you, it's been brutal. But hopefully it'll stop maybe raining sometime, maybe tonight or tomorrow morning. Might be able to start getting some of these games going off that's supposed to be tomorrow and on, hopefully. You know, we've got the Flower Mound Marcus and Denton Geyer game tomorrow night, so got the fingers crossed that we'll be able to do that. Um, FNG will be bringing that game to you tomorrow night. And um, Brian will be all over the Metroplex. The only man I know that gets updates from every game in the Metroplex, but he's only got one person himself. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I tell people, but... <laughs> you can also fi- follow Brian Gossett at Gossett41 on Twitter. Um, you can follow Kenny Matthews, at Kenny Matthews on Twitter also. We appreciate hearing you guys' input on the podcast. Sorry we couldn't be here last week as my sidekick was down in Georgetown covering the soccer finals. And you know what? You had some pretty good action last week down there, didn't you, Brian? I did. A lot of uh, Dallas football teams went down there. And uh, I think, you know, if you if you kind of stretch to Stephenville, that's uh, four teams in the Metroplex that uh, – won state titles and I, I went down to watch Salt Lake Carroll girls, Mansfield Legacy girls and uh, Legacy came up short against Highland Park but uh, Carroll was able to dominate through the two games and uh, win their first title in 11 years so uh, great job by the Dragons. Yeah that's uh, the Dragons man they, they do it right there on that side don't they between volleyball and soccer they're pretty dang on good year in and year out aren't they? Yeah I mean I, it's hard to Pick a team that's uh, that doesn't do too well, Carol. It seems like all the <laughs> programs does really well. <laughs> no kid, no kid. Well, hey, you know, I'd like to start off the co- the cast here tonight with um, the DFW Varsity Player of the Week. If you can go and introduce that for me, and I'll do the Dallas Morning News one. 
Yeah, uh, um, we uh, did our voting there on Monday, uh, 24 hours, and uh, Birdie Skipper, uh, if you like the, if you like names, Birdie Skipper, she's from Bosnia, great, great name. name. <laughs> uh, um, she uh, she was our player of the week, and you know she had two big games to keep uh, Bosnia undefeated in district, and ended up winning that district title and then getting that number one seed. But uh, I believe. Uh, in both games, she ended up hitting the uh, game-winning, game-winning hits, driving in the game-winning runs, especially against Azo. Uh, you know, on, on Tuesday night, where she uh, Azo found themselves up two to zero, and, and Boswell tied it. Uh, Birdie with the two-run double to tie it, and then a couple of innings later, got the game-winning single, and Boswell ended up winning three to two. So uh, six RBIs total in two games, and. And Birdie Skipper, I love to say that name, which is Boswell getting that district title and number one seed as they uh, gear up for the playoffs. Man, I love that name, too. That, that is, that's filling up a box score for two games for certain. And having two game-winning hits on games that you absolutely need to, to win district, man, that's that's a huge week, man. Yep, good for, good for her. Yep. And then I'll go with the Dallas Morning News Player of the Week. And I got a shot, chance to see her last Friday afternoon with the um, makeup date on Friday as Frisco Independence played Frisco Centennial. And um, Savvy Williams, the pitcher for Independence, she wins the player, Dallas Morning News Player of the Week. I mean, she had a big week. I mean, she was, um, she was shut out um, against Reedy on Tuesday night where she struck out. Then she didn't um, on the – the win district on Friday afternoon, she struck out 10 in a 6-2 win. She also had a double that brought two runs in that get, that gave them the 2-1 lead there in the bottom of the fourth inning. Um, she got in a little trouble in the first inning in that, in, the, in that inning. She had the bases loaded with just one out. She only she given up the one run to um, Pope, I believe, got the RBI single for Centennial. But knocked them down, got two strikeouts there in the, t- in the top half of the first and, was, and essentially shut them down the rest of the game. So – Sophomore only. Um, she said she was a little nervous at the beginning of the game. It was kind of funny. I saw her on, on a couple of um, interviews this past weekend, but I got a chance to speak with her afterwards. Very nice kid. Uh, but big kid. I mean, she's, they swing a big stick, too, over there for Frisco Independence, too. It's just not her on the mound. So, you know, it was a good game to watch, and um, congratulations to Frisco Independence, both to seven games and for winning district last Friday. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, doesn't get bigger than that. Uh, last game of the season, district title, number one seed, and um, I mean Independence. What they're in the second or third year of just playing, you know, yeah. softball, something like that. So yeah, it's, I think it's the third or the, it's it's no more than four, but I think you're right. I think it's three, and I mean, and they look pretty good for next year too. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, Centennials are good hitting team and you mentioned uh lexi pope and she was uh our player of the week from the previous week so they got some hitters and just a sophomore for uh savannah williams and and getting a big time win like that that's uh very impressive and i think i saw you guys tweet out uh home run from uh macy allen who's yes. uh texas a&m commit so independence got some uh big bats as well and so we'll see yes, how they far do. they can go in uh, 5a region too yeah, I'm going to mention a little bit about their bats a little bit later, but I also get a shout out to Macy Allen. She got a, took a foul tip off her shoulder blade 
um, there in the sixth inning and was down on the ground for quite a long time. She was able to finish the game, and I actually talked to her afterwards. So she told me she was going to be right, but you never know the next day. So hopefully she'll be 100% come here tomorrow when they play. But, yeah, that – yeah, she hit a bomb with the wind blowing in over over the scoreboard in left field last week, and I said she's got a little bit of power. <laughs> so, but they also shut down Centennial. It I think had gone eleven straight games on a home run prior to that game, and they did not get the home run against um, Savvy Williams. So, yeah, she pitched a great game, man. Not not too bad for a sophomore, that's for certain. Yeah, and I think she's uh, she's up to uh, either anywhere from eleven to. 13 home runs on the year, so they've got some power. Yes, they absolutely do. Absolutely do. Well, hey, I know that we don't have a ton of time, but I was going to, I know we talked early in the week, also I was going to have you maybe go through a couple series out there in the Fort Worth mid-series area out there. I'll come back with some of the Metroplex, Dallas, DFW, a couple games, and then we'll do some shout-outs and some follow-ups there at the end, and then we'll be done with it. So I'll let you go ahead there, Brian. Yeah, like I, uh, we talked about before uh, we started recording, you know, I was planning on doing the Flower Mound Salt Lake Carroll game uh, Wednesday night, but it got rained down. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, maybe not your typical one versus four matchup. You know, Salt Lake Carroll's the four and Flower Mound. You know, we'll see if Carroll can keep up. We've, we've seen Flower Mound uh, this season together. We know yes. that. Some big bats as well. You know, it starts with, I think, with uh, Bailey Brennick, uh, Midwestern State's tiny, and uh, she can hit the long ball, but it's just not her. You got Kendall Jennings. We've seen Kayla Wallace go yard. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan Lorenzini's got a couple home runs this year, and Caitlin Sadler's on the on the mound there for the Jaguars. But uh, Salt Lake Carroll was able to win uh, their final regular season game to just get into the playoffs, so Maybe Ryan, some momentum there. I know they like to pitch uh, two or three girls uh, each game, so maybe throw throw the other team off a little bit. And uh, they got some speed. Uh, mm-hmm. Katie G is, you know, a big name. Can just commit. Who uh, he can hit the long ball as well. So uh, see if I can make it out to either Thursday or Friday to watch that game. And um, you know, as you know, that the, those two districts, District Five and Six, are are uh, two of the best, or some of yes. the best in the state. And, Absolutely. So, uh, and you like you mentioned Marcus and Geyer, that's only a yes. one-gamer. Um, I mean, that's that might be the best series uh, yeah. of the first round. I think so. I think it's the best series in the round. There's no question to me. I mean, both both teams got, both teams like to hit the home run. You know, Kara, uh, Kara De Bruin uh, from Geyer, you know, she was a Player of the Week nominee for us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she just broke the Geyer uh, program record for career home runs last week. So, likes yep. to hit the home run, and we've seen Marcus too. I think, don't quote me on this, but I think they have either. I think they have five girls who have at least eight home runs this year. Marcus. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, Maddie's been on fire. Maddie so. Johnson's been on fire for them. She's hit five in the last um, six games alone herself. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, it's it's crazy, and you got you got her, and you got Brooke Johnson, uh, you know Brooke Lawson, KJ Kenny, Lexi Benson, you yep. know even the even the little uh, freshman there at short, uh, Aiden Skoleski, you know we see her hit the home run. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I don't think 
uh, I don't think both pitchers, you know, will blow you away. So this might be a, a home run derby, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to I got to talk about uh, Morgan Medford. Uh, she mm-hmm. might be the lead off there. She's the coach's daughter, but she's one of the best. Has been one of the best for the last four yeah. years. So, uh, you know, I mean, I might make it out to that game because that's that's uh, it's. And it's a one-game series, so everything's on the line, uh, winner-take-all. So, I mean, that it, it doesn't get much better than that, for sure. No, it doesn't. And I think that um, I was talking with um, K, um, KK Kenny, um, her mom, and I asked them why they do the one-game set, and they said that they thought last year they put so much energy playing against Plano and got the early lead, got the first game, but then got swept. They thought that they rolled the dice and put it all the marbles in there. And it kind of surprised me because you got two good teams that I think are pretty equally matched. You kind of like to maybe have that one game that you might not play so well, but it might, you know, not eliminate you from the tournament. But hey, they're both going at it. You got to give them props for that. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't really see that too often. The, the one gamers between uh, two good teams, you know, usually that's the case for uh, a one versus four. Uh, you know, for sticking in those two districts, you know, Keller, I mean, uh, if you go back to the 2017 season when they won state, I think. Yes. Uh, I want to say, I want to say, if you count this week, that's eight straight rounds where they've won, they've played one game series. Wow. You know, I if did you not count, realize that. Yeah, <laughs> if you count the, you know, if you count the state semis and state, sure. state sure. finals, you know, last year, Five rounds they went, and all five were one gamers, and they got another one gamer here uh, <laughs> with with Coppell, who uh, you know is no no easy task. You know they got no. a very good pitcher, Nara Rodriguez. So yes, uh, we'll see. You know Keller, uh, we talked about them a couple of weeks ago. Just they, they seem like a, a select team out there, a, a college team with all the talent they got. So. Uh, that one's at uh, 7.30 Friday at College of Heritage High School. Yeah, Keller is, um, you know, I don't want to get too far off of it. You know, I'm, the Dallas Morning News had a good write-up about, you know, their milestones for Keller. I don't know if he ran across that or not. But, man, that was really enlightening about what they've just done. I mean, in 25 season playing softball, they got 700 career victories now. Now it's 707, 201, and 10. You know, that's a ridiculous number there. Um, all three years, the last three years, they've had, what, they've had 35-plus wins. Um, it's, you know, like you said, that select team lineup that they have over there is just ridiculous. And then, you know, it starts with, you know, Kerdurga on the mound. I mean, yeah, she is. But. She's, she's been the everyday starter for the last three years. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, she rode the bench. As a freshman, one state behind uh, Kaylee Rogers, who, you know, mm-hmm. oddly enough, now she's she's chasing for the career wins mark. I think uh, she needs six more wins to to pass Kaylee there. So they'll need to uh, they'll need to get a three game series here or there just to you know have a chance to uh, mm-hmm. make that happen. But uh, right. yeah, they got that 700 win. And uh, another stat that I got earlier last week. You know they went undefeated in district, and and as good as they they've been for you know really the last two decades, they've never been undefeated in district uh, since 2010. 
Wow. So nine, nine years. So uh, that kind of that stat blew me away. And, and another stat that kind of opened my eyes: this, the senior class has been really good in district. <laughs> yeah. um, they actually, uh, I think, only a couple, only a couple of losses. I think. Wow. No, no, I know what the stat was. It was uh, district wins at home. Oh. And they, and they lost. They lost their first district game, I think, and then they, they've since they've, since they've won every district game at home. So, wow. Well, not only that, I mean, it's um, for a while there. I mean, they had probably, arguably, for a couple of years there, Timber Creek can say lame claim that they were the second base, you know, second best team in the state, and got eliminated in the regional finals back to back years by you know by Keller. So I mean, yeah. Yeah, they've had some competition, you know, just trying to get out of the Metroplex to get to state, you know, so it's never been easy for them at all. Yeah, and it was a couple of back-to-back years. Uh, uh, in 16 and 17, it was those Plano West series. With yeah. Just an incredible series. I mean, that, that 2016, team, uh, 2016 season uh, over that Prosper, and then 17 was over at uh, Fire Mound, but uh yeah it's it's there's there's a lot of good teams especially in uh their region in terms of dfw so uh we'll see i mean again one game series you know uh, some of them love them but some of them just you know kind of makes them super nervous so we'll see uh what they can do on friday against Coppell. Hey, do you think um, Coach Barton, um, Glenn Barton, is um, going, hey, I've got to kind of win state here? I mean, a lot of people would be happy for their first year to get to a regional finals, but that's a disappointment in Keller. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, she's, she's, I mean, definitely uh, wants that state ring, especially being a former Keller player who won state, actually bought the uh, program, their first state title. Back first state Oklahoma, title, so, yes. Yeah, so – uh, not not reaching state is, is not really uh, <laughs> up to their standards. So we'll see how far they can get this year. Yes, no kidding. Well, um, you know, I was going to talk about another series there that I thought had a little buzz as being, I got this also from the Dallas Morning News, Ditton Ryan. I mean, they come in with a losing record, but they're playing, you know, the aforementioned Fort Worth Boswell. But, and that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough, you know, draw on the first round, I believe, there with Abby Bittner and the crew over there, Ditton Ryan. Yeah, just uh, kind of thinking off the top of my head, uh, I mean, that's got to be, you know, I talk about Flower Mound and Carroll not being your typical one versus four, but I think mm-hmm. Boswell and Ryan, uh, you know, really can, uh, yeah. that really isn't a one versus four because Ryan's just got, you know, so much power. I mean, uh and I think the two of them, I, I was thinking about this, I think the two of them played in the second round two years ago. Okay. And I think Ryan got the better of Boswell that, that year. But, um, but yeah, Ryan, I mean, for the last three years, you know, Abby Bittner has been putting up some ridiculous numbers. I think the morning news had said something about, like, 220 RBIs in three years or something. Yes. She, had, she I mean, this year alone, she batted 623 for a power hitter with eight home runs and 63 RBIs. You know what I mean? You don't normally see a power hitter hitting 600 on any level. You know what I mean? That's that's amazing. You know, because a lot of times, you know, your power hitters are more prone to strikeouts, and she doesn't strike out a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous to think. I mean, 200, I mean, we're talking almost <laughs> 70 RBIs a year. I think, she, I think she's a junior, right? She can't be a senior yes. yet. Yes, but that's just, well, you know, then, you know, not even to go, here's another number that I thought was big for that game is Boswell's got 109 stolen bases this year. I mean, so, I mean, you're averaging two or three, almost three a game, you know, so that's, you know, you know, it's, I, I, I call that the contrast of styles. You're going to have the speed demons running on the pass for Boswell and you're going to be having Abby trying to clean the bases off at one swing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be uh, fun to watch. I mean, and you got one of the premier hitting pitchers and Julie Kennedy over at Boswell. She's been doing it for the last three and a half years. Uh, you know, she'll continue her career at A&M Commerce and then going up against Abby, who I believe still committed to Maryland. But uh, that, that'll be fun to watch because, you know, they uh, aside from Abby, you know, Ryan's got – some other great talented kids out there, and then Boswell, you know, uh, Emma Robertson is is can really yes. hit the ball, and like I mentioned, Birdie Skipper uh, is a great contributor for Boswell, and uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't stop there. So, um, yeah, that's a three-game series, and yeah, that's I know they moved it Thursday, game one, from uh, Boswell to Argyle, uh, right. game that hopefully you know with the turf can get a game in, but. But yeah, that's uh, that should be fun to watch. You know, that's definitely if you can't make it out to any other games we talked about, uh, I would love to, uh, you know, see at least one game for uh, Boswell and Ryan. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, then you know, I guess you know it's kind of hard not to talk about. Um, obviously, you got a chance to see them this past Monday, and that's Forney. Um, I mean, they coming in with another long winning streak, like always. And I mean, between the Cannon and Deroshay and Vanessa, I mean, they're hitting bombs at an alarming rate over there in Forney. And that's not even talking about the KV Crosses and the and the Holbrooks of the world that keep getting on base. I mean, is there anything that suggests that Forney will not get to Austin this year? Uh, I can't find I can't find one single reason why they wouldn't get to Austin this year. But you know the funny thing is uh, they're not really they're not getting a lot of bats in because you know they're they're just kind of destroying these these other teams where you know two two at bats in and they're good for the night. But uh, uh, they're still making the most of it. I think. I mean. Uh, yeah, I watched them on a Monday against Lake Ridge and uh, Trini Cannon, you know, hit another home run. She's up to 13 this season. Um, and they had a slow, they, start. They she had a slow start to the season, Brian. I mean, she really did. She's she's really cooking now. But, I mean, she had a real slow start. I didn't mean to cut you off there. But, um, yeah, making it more impressive what her stats are now. Yeah, and then so DeRoche and, and Cannon, they, they're combined – for uh, 24 home runs and I think 111 RBIs wow. in like 29 games. And then, yeah, Vanessa Hollingsworth, who's uh, committed to Missouri, she had a home run. Um, I kind of talked about them uh, in my little my preview, you know, just the batters uh, one through six, you know, can really yeah. smack the ball. They're all committed or signed to play college. And then on Monday, uh, you know, the, the seventh, 
seventh and ninth batters in the lineup got RBI. So uh, <laughs> it's just a dangerous lineup. And then Daryl Shea on the mound is just he's eighteen and one on the season. I mean, it's I really don't know who can give him a shot at at you know try to knock him out. I know Hallsville. They've run into Hallsville. I know last year, maybe the year before, mm-hmm. but, uh, they might be their best bet. Uh, I, I was doing my Right. Doing my softball pairings, we were finding all the records. I know, I know, I can't remember what Hallsville's record is, but uh, it, it's it's pretty good up there. So uh, they met they met in the regional final last season, and you know that if the bracket lines up that way, they could meet again. But that's the only that's really the only team I can think of that you know might give Fournier a, a series. Well, let me ask you this, Brian. Um, uh, you know, this year's the first year that um, the Colony and um, Forney won't play before getting to state if they win throughout the playoffs here. Right. I mean, the Colony in a one-game set, you know, with that, you know, veteran link, you know, lineup that they have there at the Colony, that's the one team I was thinking that in a one-game shot, you know, shot has a shot at doing it. But even there, I you would have to think Forney's the prohibited favor going into that game, even if they both got to state. Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't think they lost a whole lot of uh, players. That's Forney and McCombie from last season. And, sure. you know, Forney was able to beat them in, uh, right. in the second round. So, but yeah, that would be, that would be a nice little, uh, you know, state, uh, I'm guessing state semifinal matchup. Semi-final. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got, you got David Rocher and you got Carly Charles and you got the yeah. number one, the, the number one uh, player in 2020 and and uh, Jada Coleman and then Trini Cannon. I mean, I mean, yes, you got Hamlin. You got I mean, you know, you got Charles. I mean, all these guys. And this would be that would be the third year in a row they would have played each other too in the playoffs. So it's not they know each other pretty well. Now, you know. Oh yeah, I mean they, they know they know each other uh, very well. As I found out on Monday, uh, because a lot of the girls that play together on, uh, you know, when they were younger in the little right. league and all that, so they're very familiar with each other. And so that would be that would be a heck of a state game if if those two teams could uh, reach that far. Yeah, that would be something that I would definitely, definitely, definitely look forward to. That would be great to do it. But you know, again, I just, I, I'm kind of, I'm with you. I just, I'm trying to look for a reason why they wouldn't be the prohibited favorite to get there. And you know, they're the kind. You know, and you alluded to this with their lineup. They're the team that could even maybe afford an injury and still be, you know, the favorite going in. Where you know. Some of the other teams, you lose a really good player in there, you probably don't have a shot. I mean, Forney's that balanced and that loaded in their lineup. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like I said, the, the one through six can just uh, hit a home run. And, and if we're speaking of the colony, you know, they're getting, they're getting Birdville in that one versus four matchup. And, you know, in, in years past, that might be a, a premier series. You know, the Birdville 2016 state champs, colonies. 2017 state champ, so uh, right. you know we'll see if if Birdville can give them a series as a three gamer. You know you got uh, Grace Green who's been doing it for four years over at Birdville, going to Texas, so uh, that that'd be pretty fun to watch too. But uh, yeah, I think the Connie's got that yes. got that series and uh, see if they can reach state and, and possibly meet Forney. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. 
wholeheartedly. I did want to give out a talk just a, ma- a minute about um, Plano West and Tatum Boyd. Um, I got to go out there and watch them play Prosper a couple Fridays ago. Wasn't Tatum's best night on the mound that night there again, but again, she is she is mowing them down. She's coming at the plate. I believe she's got 12 intentional walks this year, I think is what I saw. It was the stat that I had. It's around that point, the Stanford signee. Um, she's 21-1 and one this year with a 1.12 ERA. I, you got to think Plano East is one of those dark horse teams in 6A to maybe get there. But, man, they got a pretty tough road through their march to get to state, you know. Um but that's a team that I would tell people that, they, you know, if you get a chance to go out and watch, you should. Because, I mean, that Tatum Boyd's been doing it for a while over there. And she helps herself on the mound with her stick, too. Yeah, I was talking to some of the Forney uh, parents on Monday and, and thinking, you know, 6A Region 2. You know, I can't think of a couple – I can't think of many teams that could, you know, give some of these DFW teams a run. But, you know, I started reading – uh, the morning news preview, and I started looking mm-hmm. up records and all that in the bracket, and I was like, yeah. I mean, 6A Region 2 might be the toughest region. <laughs> no kidding. Well, if Plato West may be coming out of the one, well, arguably the toughest district, too. So, I mean, they really haven't had an easy game in probably a couple months anyway. <laughs> you know, but, you know, they could face a Wiley team in the third round. I mean, Wiley's 26-2. and two. Um, you know, I just don't see where it's a cakewalk to them at all. Yeah, I was telling I was telling those guys that uh, Wally was my pick to re- win the region, and I couldn't really, I couldn't really think of a, another team that could give them a run. But then, yeah, I was starting to do my previous pairings. I was like, yeah. man, this is <laughs> this is tough because you got, uh, you know, if you go a little down south towards Austin, you got Round Rock, Cedar Ridge. Well, that's what I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> they're 28-0. They're um, I think they're top five in the, the state uh, for 6A, and then you have... Uh, the third in the nation at USA Today. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of uh, the other... <laughs> Klein team. Collins is the other one. Klein Collins, there you go. 28-2. Yes. and two. Oh, man. And then, yeah, Plano West with only three losses on the year. and. Yeah. Those other uh, those other nine six A teams with Prosper and you know mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if Plano can make a deep run again back to state. I know uh, they're just barely above five hundred, but um, then you got Saxkey, you know yep. Mass and Boyd uh, is a good pitcher there. And Absolutely, it's a tough it's a tough region for sure. But uh, uh, you know I picked Wiley, but I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> and you know they're playing Wiley's playing uh, McKinney Boyd and I, I kind of I alluded to this in my preview you know we'll see we'll see if McKinney Boyd can uh, make it three games or even win this series but uh, Kinsley, Kinsley Cackley <laughs> we talked about you know she needs 43 strikeouts to hit 500 on the season that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had, I've seen some, I've seen some girls uh, who posted this season saying, you know, hey, I just reached my 500 career strikeout, and yeah, here's Cackley, <laughs> here's Cackley trying to hit 500 for one season. So, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I'm gonna say, you know, 
Wiley's going to kind of, you know, hit the ball well against her, but who knows? She might, she might squeak in 10, 12, 15 strikeouts against, uh, you know, a very good Wiley team. That's what I said. I have a feeling there's going to be a few of those Wiley players are going to get back to that bench sometimes and going and go, wow, I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> you know, it's going to be, they're going to, if they do beat McKinney Boyd, they can honestly probably say that that would probably be the best pitcher they have seen all year. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, going, going back to your uh, previous question with Plano West, they got the, they got one gamer tomorrow night over at Allen. Yes. And it uh, looks Thank like you. the bracket, uh, looks like they, they'd face uh, either Waco Midway or Rockwell Heat, which is another one gamer. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see how far they can get. Plano West looks like they're, uh, I want to say Plano West and Wiley are on opposite sides of the bracket. Yeah, but Plano West looks like they'd have to run through, uh, you know, 28-0 Cedar Ridge. So. And, boy, and one other thing about Plano West, man, I may be, may be the best leadoff hitter not named Jada Coleman for Plano West, maybe Alyssa Rosado. She's been on fire lately. If you have been seeing her been play lately, and I mean – I mean, talk about blazing speed. I don't know if she's faster than Jada, but let's just say this. If Jada is faster than her, it's not by much. But, I mean, the game I covered, she was 4-5 this past week. She had a big week at the plate. Um, That's their spark plug. If she gets on, generally speaking, Tatum Boyd probably will get intentional walked. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never had a chance to see her, but, uh, you know, she sounds like she's um, one of the Good best team. players in DFW for sure. Yes, good kid. I got to speak with her a couple of weeks ago and talked and, you know, very humble, you know, talked about the team, talked about, the, you know, the grind and winning, you know, that district and all. And um, but, yeah, she is um, she is a spark plug, to say the least. And, you know, it'd be fun. I mean, Coach Ledsome, he's got he's got a, he's got a good group. I mean, you know, he's he's got he's got the people to battle through that tough region for certain. But, man, if he gets the state, he earned it. There's no question. Oh, definitely, yeah. Like I said, the, the 6A Region 2 is probably the toughest region in the state. Looks like yep. it. Yeah. Well, and, hey, go back to Cackley. She she had a big another big strikeout game on Monday just to get in the playoffs when they beat Plano East, I believe it was, on this yeah, past yeah. Monday. You know, just one. Yep. So, I mean, I, mean, I don't – I'd be surprised if she's had a game where she hasn't struck out in less than double digits. That would be the – that's the one stat I want to go back and look. Yeah, I, I I know she has at least I remember at least one game with eight strikeouts, but still, okay. I mean, like, you know, any all these other pitchers will take eight strikeouts any day. So, no kidding, no kidding. Well, hey, Goss, I want to get you your shout outs here, you know, because man, I can't, you know, I I still I'm, I'm still surprised. It's shocked that it seems like it's already the girls' softball playoffs. It seems like it just went way too fast, but I got to get over it. It's the new season. It's here. It's gone. We got the run. So, anyway, I want to give you a chance to give us a couple shout-outs here for some people that you want to let them know that they did good this past week. Yeah, uh, I'll stick with uh, some of the other Player of the Week nominees, you know, coming up short. But uh, nonetheless, a great performance. You know, Abby Horn over at Cleburne, uh, you know, they didn't make the playoffs, but she had – uh, two of the best games to finish out her career against Solid. a couple of playoff teams at Red Oak and Waco University. Uh, mm-hmm. Two games, she went seven for eight 
three home runs, 10 RBIs, and, you know, got that victory on uh, on the last last day of the season on senior night against uh, Waco University. So, mm-hmm. Abby Horn, uh, great job. She's, she's off to Northeast Texas Community College to uh, further her softball career. So, congrats yes. to her, uh, you know, a couple – Couple of team efforts with, uh, you know, Arlington Martin winning district, Arlington Heights winning district. See if Heights can make it back to state. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, t- speaking of some of these playing games, Richmond winning uh, sixteen to six against San Angelo Central on Monday, uh, just to uh, make the playoffs. Uh, they're out there at Abilene Christian University. A uh, couple of kids uh, with three or four RBIs, Crystal. Lindsay, one of them. Abby DeSanto hit a home run that uh, yeah. went off the scoreboard. So, uh, <laughs> Richland, you know, playoff bound. They'll, they'll get it already to Martin in the first round uh, of the playoffs. Nice, nice. I mean, you always like to see where they – I, I always like to play in-game, Brian. I'm kind of a sucker for it. You know, you play that many, you play all those games, and you get to the point where it's like you've got to play, you know, play to get into the tourney. And uh, so I always, you know, it's do or die. So you can kind of bring everybody's available, to say the least. So it's kind of nice to see those. And we had a, quite a few this past week. Yeah. And uh, one more, uh, not really a playing game, but it was a seeding game for our third. And uh, I guess you could call it the, uh, I hope not to play the colony playing game. Because yeah. it, it was that three Three four seed and seven five a grapevine uh, beating Birdville eleven to seven. Uh, they actually grapevine actually went up five to zero. Birdville came back to take the lead six to five, and then uh, Madison Motley with a big grand slam to put grapevine ahead. They they got that third seed to, uh, and got a date with Little Elm. So uh, still a tall task, but I'd, I'd rather take Little Elm than the colony for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, Little Elm, I mean, just you want to go up against Lucas? I guess it's pick your poison, though. It's Lucas or it's Charles. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. I mean, it's, yeah, either one's a tough series, but uh, I guess the slight edge would would say, hey, let's let's take the second seed and not play the colony. Yeah, that's I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Anytime that you can. But you can do it. And, you know, also, I mean, and like we talked a little bit about before, I mean, Charles, is, she's logged a lot of playoff games already under her belt. So, kind of, you don't want to go up against those veterans like her and Kadurka that, you know, just they probably have already played, you know, double digits and, you know, almost 20 playoff games already in their careers. Yeah. And I'll squeeze in one more shout out here Fort Worth, Carter, Riverside, Lady Eagles making the playoffs. Uh, they, they finished fourth in 6-5A. Uh, it's been two or three years since they've, they've reached the playoffs, but uh, they'll get Mansfield Legacy to open this week. But, yeah, just got to give some love to uh, the west side here, Forward nice. ISD. So, uh, and just, you know, the whole district with Arlington Heights being number one, South Hills two, north side three, and, and uh, Carter Riverside as the four seed. Gotcha, gotcha. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. My one shout out's gonna be out to Frisco Reedy's Makala Wark. I mean, soft sophomore. I mean, she's committed to Houston. I mean, she is she's got nine home runs and 18 doubles this year with a 597 average. 
Um, lost a tough game to um, Frisco Independence, Pat, um, not this Tuesday, the Tuesday before. But, um, you know, that's a spark plug, and it's going to be nice to watch her play another couple of years, too, around here in the Metroplex. There's a lot of good sophomores in the Metroplex. That's for another podcast one day. But, yes, I want to give Mikayla Wark a big shout-out. Um, also, wanted to say one last thing I said that um, is Northwest Eaton. I feel like we should talk a little bit about them. I mean, we already know about Madeline Wright. And, you know, is this the year that Eaton gets the state? <clears throat> You know, uh, that's that's tough because they've you know they've met Keller. They're in the same district. Keller, yeah. Keller won both games, four to three. Uh, yeah. Haley Jones, uh, both games. You know, the first game, walk off home run in the eighth to win it. Second game, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead home run uh, to to get another four three victory. And so, um, I definitely think, you know, if I'm uh, if I'm a gambling man, I'm going to say. You know, Keller, Keller and Eaton going to meet in the regional final for uh, a third game this this uh, or a third matchup this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's six A Region One is definitely tough, but I think Keller and Eaton just on another another level. You know, we mentioned you know the Flower Mounds and Marcus Geyers, Martins. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I, I just I just don't know if uh, any of them can get past those two teams, uh, but you know. You play one game, and you know, it all all it takes is one. So, um, but yeah. but that's my prediction. I think Keller and Ethan will definitely meet uh, in the regional final, and and we'll go from there. But yeah, it's Ethan's another team like Keller, where it's it's kind of a select team out there. I mean, yeah, they have uh, they have four or five girls either committed or signed. They have you know another well, two or three that. Could very, very well play and just have chosen not to play. And Madeline Wright's been doing it ever since she was a freshman. So, uh, yeah. you got Walker and you got Blankenship and Zaire. I mean, yeah, Candy Kreitz, uh, Jaden Middlebrook, <laughs> you know, Vivica Hernandez. I mean, you, you get the picture, Kenny. It's yeah. it's, uh, it's tough, but uh, they get yeah. uh, they, they get in the first round, three game series. Yep. And, you know, for Hebron, I mean, they're coming in, they're coming in limping a little bit. I, I did the game with him, Hebron and Coppell a couple weeks back. Um, Hebron's got a good top of the order, but I do think that Eaton will handle um, Hebron, even though I do like um, um, Falks for um, the pitcher for Hebron and the shortstop um, Hernandez, Kennedy Hernandez. Um Big sticks, both of those two there. I just don't know if they have enough firepower to hang, you know, to hang with Eaton. Um, Eaton's got a lot. To me, Eaton puts a lot of pressure on the pitcher because they got a lot of guys with high on-base percentages. So it seems like you're always pitching in a jam with, you know, Eaton on the base pass. Just don't think Eaton's got enough. But, it, you know, I don't think that that's just a layup for them either in the first round. Yeah, definitely. The Keller – Keller and Eaton, I don't think um, it's a slam dunk here, you know, with Keller being a one-gamer and then, like right. you said, Eaton playing Hebron. But, uh, you know, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump ahead, but, uh, you know, I will with, you know, the, the third-round match just might be pretty good. You know, if, if both teams win, Keller could see Flower Mountain in the third round and then Eaton could either see uh, a guy or Marcus or even Lakeridge. So, um but I still, I you know, if I was filling out a bracket, I would I would have Keller Eaton 
uh, meeting up in the regional final. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one, Goss. I think that the, that's that's. I think that the I think the matchup is coming again that we all want to see, and I think that it's. I think we'll probably be granted that, and and, and boy, round three should be just fun because the first two rounds, like you said, were pretty dang on close. So, and it, and you never know if they flip, decide to do a one game set, whatever. I you know I definitely give Eaton a puncher's chance. There's no question. Yeah, definitely. And, and before uh, we close here, I, you know, uh, I thought about another playing game. You, you, you mentioned uh, Frisco Reedy. Uh, yes. Frisco Lone Star, you know, got that. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah, they, they played uh, Wakeland to close out the season. The winner takes that fourth seed. And, I mean, Lone Star really, yeah. I mean, they put up some <laughs> runs. I mean, they. 23 to 8, Kenny. 23, that's what I'm saying. 23 to 8. It's like, good. And if you see, if you saw the box score, they actually led 23-0 before Wakeland scored eight in the in the fifth inning, just trying to, you know, not get beat by the run roll. Run roll. Yeah, they're chasing a run roll. But yeah, that's chasing a lot of runs in the fifth inning if you're down 23 to nothing. <laughs> yeah, so Star, you know, the theme. The theme tonight's been kind of the your typical one versus four. So Lone Star's yes. four. They get McKinney North, uh, the first seed and district winner. And so you know Lone Star yes. can hit hit the ball well. You know against against Wakeland, I think they had five home runs, and then they had four home runs the previous game. So yeah, you know, they're we'll on see, fire. We'll, the big we'll see what they could do. We'll yes. see what they can do. McKinney McKinney North. Uh, you know, their pitcher, Caitlin uh, Durheim, he's also one of our players of the week this season. So, uh, that'll be a fun little matchup, sure. Yes, it will. And, I mean, I know that they were you know, going to try to start that series tonight at Prosper. So, obviously, that didn't go. So, I'm not sure what they're – I'll have to check the paper tomorrow, but I'm not sure where they were to, you know, rearrange that if they're going to be at Prosper just tomorrow. I'm not sure of that, but – yeah, I was going to say something about them. I saw that big score the other night, and I was like, goodness gracious, for a playing game, that's a lot of runs. <laughs> but I didn't realize that they had a 23 nothing lead at one time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> goodness. I guess that's coming out focused and ready to play. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> well, hey, Gossett, man, I sure appreciate it, man. I enjoy our time talking with you, man. I'm so glad that the playoffs is here. Um, like I said, I will be at Flamer Marcus and Denton Geyer tomorrow night. Um, Gossett, just check his Twitter, Brian Gossett 41 He will let you know where he's at, and he'll keep you updated with tweets and highlights from across the Metroplex throughout the week and the weekend here, especially if we have some more rain delays coming up. Uh, we will be back with podcast number three next week, wrapping up the first round in the playoffs here in the Metroplex. And, Man, I'm kind of looking forward to that because, you know, by then you'll have a couple upsets, but the nitty-gritty gets down there where, you know, the big dogs kind of play against each other here in the second round on. So I'm looking forward to seeing what those matchups will be, Brian. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward uh, looking forward to some good games this week and then uh, a nice, intriguing second-round matchups next week. Yes, sure do. Well, hey, we appreciate you listeners here on Friday Night Glory on – the Chocolate Bear, the Goss, DFW Softball Podcast number two. Um, check us out on Twitter, Kenny Kenny at Kenny Matthews and at Brian Gossett41. 
Enjoy your games this week. Good luck to everybody. Appreciate you listening to the podcast here tonight. As we got our lovely sponsors here is Randy King with Farmers Insurance. If high interest rates got you down, call Randy King at Farmers Insurance, 817-226-5464. Randy King has you covered for auto, home, life, and business. A proud supporter of high school athletics. Call Randy King at 817-226-5464.